I was listening back to the album. I've had it on repeat, really. And I was Thank thinking, you. yeah, no, a pleasure. It's really great. Thank How you. loud do you want people to listen to it? <laughs> really loud. Really loud. Yeah, I, when I was mixing it, it was almost a natural inclination, if that's the right word, to make it quiet. I've always done that. But this time I was like, I want it to be loud. Let's mix it loud. That's how it felt. Yeah? Yeah, it really did. Because there's like an intimacy. I was listening back to some of your earlier stuff and there's like an intimacy to that, kind of almost whispered. Yeah. And then this is just, it sounds like it needs to be turned up. Yeah, it feels like that way. It was definitely on my mind. The small amount of thoughts I allowed myself to have while making it, one of it was very much a case of I want it to be loud, I want it to be immediate and potent. You mentioned that you were mixing it. You worked on the production for this for the first time since your debut, I think. That's correct. What was it about that autonomy that you felt you needed for this album? I just wanted to challenge myself. With every project, I'm always thinking about how can I push things forward. And with this album, I felt like I could go down the route of potentially working with somebody else and they take the wheel and I focus on just the creativity but I felt like I just wanted to do it all this time and see how that felt, see what would happen creatively mm. doing that. And I feel like it was the best move for me because my mind was completely free. It was really instinctive. The idea of just like something popped into my head, I was like, right, I'm doing it, rather than uh, maybe, okay, mm. wh- how could I do this? It was me and I had a, an engineer mate of mine who did all the technical stuff. A guy called Shuta Shinoda, who's just unbelievable. I've known him for a long time. And he dealt with all the technical stuff of where the mics were going to be placed and how to put in a particular wire and stuff, all that kind of stuff that I'm not that great at. And I was just allowed to just be me, you know, and that, that's what I needed to be. Do you feel like you can hear a difference in, in the creative decision-making that you've made? For sure. I feel I was a bit more daring this time. And I felt like I was before, but... There's something about having another voice in the room or another person in the room, even on a subconscious level, for me anyway. So having nobody really kind of forced me to really squeeze out as much creativity as possible. And a good test for me is how many times do I listen to it once it's done? (laughs) And I'm still listening to it when previously I've listened to it to a point I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for it to just be out now. But I keep listening to it. And partly that is down to me looking for flaws to see, like, what would I change? And I don't really want to change much at all on this one, which is, again, quite odd for me. That seems like the kind of ultimate success creatively, doesn't it? I don't know. We'll see. I am alive. I am alive. You are alive. We are alive. They are alive. Because of the fleas. Itching with love. Shouting about the dinner of the crowd, I am alive. What is it when you sit down to write an album? Do you think, right, this is album time, or do you work just kind of organically until stuff starts to come together to cohere into something that you might look at refining then? Yeah, more the latter, I would say. It's kind of a case of I'm always putting ideas down, and it could be as minimal as something on a voice note or actually sitting at a piano and writing something. And I just kind of gather ideas over time. And those ideas are very much informed by the life that I lead outside of music that informs the music a lot. I try to do that much more than actually making music. So when it's time to make a record, I'm literally going through my ideas and thinking, okay, 
what ideas, what song ideas, what really basic compositions fit how I feel or how I feel about the world right now. I went into the studio with about 20 songs and then narrowed it down to the 10 that's on the record. And I, yeah, I just, I felt like I just wanted to have something as concentrated as possible that no fat, just, just straight to the point stuff, you know, that really encapsulates how I feel about the current times. Is, is songwriting kind of cathartic for you? Yeah. And do you think, can listening be cathartic as well? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> writing is great because being able to have an avenue to put those dark thoughts and those feelings, having somewhere to put them is a really good thing for me. I feel if I didn't, my everyday life could be more chaotic. Listening to music is hell because I analyse too much and that's the recorded music and the live music side of things. I just feel like I just want to be able to enjoy it as a non-musician, but it's really hard because I'm constantly thinking about mic placement and what bass was used in that particular track in 1973 and all those kind of things. Mm. And I'm thinking the same thing when I see something live and I have moments usually when I'm drunk and I can let my mind go. But most of the time it's difficult, but it's such a weird paradox because I love music. I'm obsessed with it. I can't let it go. So I constantly keep listening, but I can't listen how I really want to. You're always sense. at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is a nightmare. So annoying. I'm sorry for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I need no, that. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Carefully. quite an exciting time with genre mm. i was thinking about the impact of i know that spotify definitely has its negatives as well as its positives but i feel like people are less bothered about what genre of music they're listening to because maybe they have playlists that are curated by mood mm. or by time of day or yeah. by something else so suddenly there's this kind of collision of things from across the kind of cultural tribal spectrum right 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 and that seems like a great position to find yourself in as a musician where you're no longer wow. having to explain that sort of thing. Then I, I guess I'll be a millionaire by the end of the year then, right? I should think so, yeah. <laughs> I feel with the Get whole... Get on that heartbreak <laughs> playlist. <laughs> the thing with the genre thing is that, yeah, I agree. I feel like the listener is way more open to the idea of genreless music, but it's maybe things at the top need to change a bit where the people who make the big decisions have the same mind and just let, let everything be freeform, you know. Then we'll see progress, I feel. But yeah, I agree. I feel we're at an age where because of playlists and stuff like that and this kind of people, we've got to a point with music that there isn't any new genres, really. Everything's kind of set in stone and then you've got obviously strands of particular genres that go off in all types of places. So maybe that's partly it maybe it's the younger generation again who just don't really care about such things but yeah i agree and yeah it's funny to me because i've been fighting that fight for a long time where it's just kind of like i just make music i just make sound 
And it's like, no, it needs to be in a particular blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, I don't feel that way because I'm influenced by so much different styles of music. So it never occurred to me to pick three genres and make music only using the rules and regulations of those three genres. I just kind of just make whatever feels right to me, which can incorporate so many things, you know. You kind of say that, that kind of Catholic taste... Is it like, are you kind of, and you're always listening in this torturous way, <laughs> not just enjoying anything? When it's said back to me, it sounds so artsy. Well, I don't know. Like... I understand. Um, I'll take it though. Does I'll that mean that. when you're listening, are you hearing like even just sounds, as you say, the positioning of a mic? Yeah. Like, and that's all feeding back into what you do. For sure. It may, it may not be a conscious thing. It may just like, I, I'll soak it up. And then when it's time to write or I'm in the studio, it's like, oh, yeah, that thing or that little reference I've put down, I feel like, oh, yeah, let me try that. Or how, how can we achieve that? I find that more with older music now than current stuff. You know, I think there was a combination of more risk-taking and being at the beginning of things where they were just making up the rules as they went along. And I feel there was a lot of stuff that was created or tried that people now listen to now and think this is genius when it could just literally be, we're going to put uh, Walitza through an amp, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, there's something as, as something like that. And it's just like, whoa, but it's like, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I get the sound you're getting out of that. And I feel like there's a whole plethora of artists who do it, but you don't really see that in the mainstream, which, which is annoying. I'm your machine. Tell me where to go. Smashing down the wall. Dynamics cold. Tell me how you feel. Am I on your mind? Do you need a lift? Have we got the time? Yeah, yeah, but I'm your machine. I was speaking to Jan Tiersen a while ago about an album he's recorded covering his back catalogue yeah. in this very analogue studio that he's built on an island in France. Mm. And um, he was saying that when they were doing it, they were like, okay, we're going to have to like try and work out how they used to sort of keep sounds of like breathing or whatever off, yeah. off the mic. And right. like, how do they do it? Mm. And then he was like, oh, they were just really, really careful. <laughs> yeah. They just did everything much more carefully. Much more carefully. And they were more yeah. considered. And For I guess sure. that sort of, yeah. I don't know, you maybe can hear that when time or, yeah, when the number of takes you have, the number of ways or chances there are to do something is sure. limited. It's kind exactly. of you know, the more fact perfect. That, exactly. The, the fact that things recorded on tape and you had a limited amount of tape or you didn't want to have to have the faff of, editing and cutting up take after take after take so you got it right you rehearsed for weeks before going into the studio and playing that one song which just isn't the norm now i feel when you talk about considered i listened to a lot to um the last couple of talk talk records and uh, laughing stock they're amazing those two albums yeah. yeah and i was reading um i can't remember his name but the engineer who worked on those two records he rang a book about his experiences as engineering from the beginning of his career. And he talks about those two records and talks about the idea that Mark Hollis was very much about one note being as important as a whole load of notes, you know. If that sort of track needed, then that's what stayed, you know. And they were recording hours of stuff and then just cutting a whole load of it because they didn't need it, you know. It was all very considered and all very thought out. 
And that's definitely always on my mind, especially with this record. You mm. did mention at the beginning that this feels maybe like the most complete mm. um, album in how you in how you want it to be, in yeah. how you want it to sound. Yeah. Is that energising or is that daunting when you no. do think about no. starting on something new? No. I feel like, how can I explain it? It's like building a kit car. You've, you know, you've spent all this time, it could be years, on your own building this car. Then you've built it and you've got to drive it, you know? And I feel that way about where I am now, where it's a case of there's a whole road <laughs> to go down with this car now. I've just got to decide where to go with it. I saved you from a fool and I was king. But then I drank it all, swayed off the road, caring for nothing much. Some say reckless, I say out of touch. I'm sick of the noise. Why won't it let me be? Find on my own, but all these hands keep on grabbing me. I'm taking a chair. 